and welcome to the realest show. Welcome to another edition. Just welcome, period. And generally, just welcome. Just welcome. Just welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me on. Welcome to another episode, another edition of the DS Walk Show. I'm your host, DS. And before I get started, you guys already know the routine. I pray that we are social distancing, wearing our masks, keeping ourselves safe. And more importantly, I hope we are here having a good time. I'm hoping that we are enjoying our family. I hope that we are learning from each other. And knowing that, I hope that everybody, sports fans in general, I hope everybody, sports fans in general, I know I said that twice. <laughs> I hope everyone been catching some sports because yesterday we had the Blue Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning five overtime game, epic. Oh, excuse me, that was the day before. We have some, we have some good hockey games. We have some good NBA games. Yesterday, Dame Lillard busted sixty-one points. That's the third time this season alone that he has scored over sixty points. Put some respect on that man's name. Then we had Giannis get into a fight. Well, I ain't gonna say get into a fight because it wasn't no fight. He just headbunted Bo Wagner, Michigan man. My dude, my guy, um, Giannis. That catch you in the street is going down, brother. Even though I love your game, even though I do believe that Milwaukee Bucks will be there battling for an NBA championship and for the Eastern Conference championship, um, that was just a bonehead move, man. You got to keep your cool. You can't lose your, your cool like that, even, even regardless of what he did. You are too important to your team. You missing out on the first two games of the playoffs. That's not cool, man. You gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be right. You gotta be right. Too important. You the big fish. You gotta be better than that. Again, some good NBA games, some good hockey games, baseball. The Chicago Cubs are thirteen and five. Best record in Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees. At 11 and 5. One of the hottest teams in the AL. And Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees is one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And then you have the Detroit Tigers. And then you have the Chicago White Sox. Then you have the Miami Marlins. Teams that we didn't expect who's going to play well out the gate are actually playing well. Now, their flaws somewhat is showing. We're going to see how they're going to fix that. But right now, all three teams have a winning record. And all three teams are battling for a playoff spot. So this is this is one of those years, like we said, like I have said, it's just a game season. Anything can go. Any team, any team can make the postseason. It just, it's not just the favorite. It's not just the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Astros. Or the, or the Oakland Athletics, the Tigers can make it, the, the White Sox can make it, the Marlins can make it, the Phillies can make it, the Padres, who's in the second place in the NL West, can make the postseason. So everything's wide open. 
And it doesn't matter who the favorites is because even the favorites are battling for a playoff spot. So everything's wide open in baseball. And you're not you seeing a lot of unusual, a lot of guys who don't think hit home runs are hitting home runs. But we also seeing some that you know the guys who lose hit they're hitting them. But at the end of the day, man, baseball season's wide open, and there's really no cup, no cup favorite in my opinion. Um, you know the Dodgers and Yankees, though they're the two favorites to be there at the end. They might not get there. So this baseball season, enjoy it. It's wide open. Anybody can win it. It's a 60-game season. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the NBA bubble. Uh, the playoffs are set in the NBA. Almost set because the Western Conference do have a playing game. And I'm telling y'all right now, the Portland Trailblazers won't get that AFC. It, 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 it's, it just, it's, it's there for them. It's there for them. In a perfect world, the NBA would love to have the New Orleans Pelicans in the playoffs. I said that to a buddy of mine. He don't agree with me. He thinks the NBA won't get Damon there. No, they want to get the Pelicans there because Zion Williamson, the next big thing, the next big superstar after LeBron, LeBron James walk away, it's going to be his league. And they want to showcase him as much as possible. And for the Pelicans, you know, for, for them not who are out of it now, um, you know, it is what it is. But make no mistake about it, the Portland Trailblazers won't get that eighth seed. Dane Lillard is carrying this team. Carmelo Anthony, who, we, who everyone said was washed up, couldn't do it no more, is out there balling the bubble. C.J. McCollum being C.J. McCollum, you know he's always balling. The Portland Trailblazers are going to be a dangerous team to play off. And if somehow, some way, if they can if they can beat out the Memphis Grizzlies, beat out Phoenix Suns, beat out the San Antonio Spurs, they're going to be a tough team to eliminate in the first round. And the team they will end up playing in the first round will be the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's going to be... That's going to be one heck of a battle because I don't see them going away. They're going to be a thorn in the backside of the Los Angeles Lakers, especially Damian Lillard. All right, the man is averaging, after that 61-point game, I, my math is right, he's averaging over 30 points. If I had to pick an MVP in the bubble right now, it would be Damian Lillard because he busted 61, 30, 45, 51 points. This man is unbelievable. This man is unbelievable. I got to give some props out to TJ Warren because he's been balling in the bubble too. And he's been a big number as well. Dang. But his team is already in the postseason. But the Portland Trailblazers need every basket, every point for Damian Lillard. And I'm telling y'all, Dame time. It is Dame time. And like I said, that A spot's up for grabs. The winner gets the Lakers. The losers 
one, two, three, Cancun, or one, two, three, go home. And when I look at these standings, you know, I see Portland overtook Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies. I kind of have to say I do feel bad for the Grizzlies because, you know, that they, they were they was they was an AC. They've been playing good ball all season, and then once they got to the bubble, things start falling apart. Jalen Jackson got hurt, then everything went downhill. So this is this is going to be this is going to be interesting. So the loser, the losers go home. The winner, in my opinion, the Portland Trailblazers will play the Lakers. The Clippers will take on the Dallas Mavericks. That's the two, the two versus seven. The Denver Nuggets will play the Utah Jazz in a three versus six matchup. And the four versus five to me is going to be a good one. You're going to have the Houston Rockets take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're going to have Russell Westbrook taking on his former team. And then you have Chris Paul. Okay, or OKC will take on one of his former teams, the Houston Rockets. So to me, that matchup, that one's going to be pretty good. I don't see the Clippers and the Mavericks. You know, I don't see a sweep, but I can see that going five. Uh, the Nuggets and the Jazz, I can see that might go five or six. I think the Rockets and the Thunder, that might go seven. And the and if, if the Lakers play, if the Lakers play Portland, that can go six. If they play Phoenix, that can go five. If they play San Antonio, they're going to sweep. So the Western Conference is all set. The East is set as well. The Milwaukee Bucks will play against the Orlando Magic, and I and I anticipate that the Milwaukee Bucks will have no issue with the Orlando Magic. I don't care if they're playing like Giannis the first two games or not. I do expect the Milwaukee Bucks to dominate the Orlando Magic because I don't think the Orlando Magic have they have shown here in the bubble. It's that good. I'm just saying. And then probably the juiciest and probably one of the best matchup in the East. Again, a four versus five. The Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacer. And we already seen Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren already went ahead of talking trash, had to be separated. So that that in itself right there. It's going to be, it's, it should be interesting. I mean, these two guys be going to hit up in the bubble. And they went at it during January meeting with Warren Jack and Butler Labor Warren at Salt. You heard that, right? Jimmy Butler called TJ Warren Salt. You already know TJ Warren when he came to the bubble. When he said they was playing the Miami Heat, you already know he was instantly pissed off. And you already know he want to go at Jimmy Butler hard. But now they get to see each other in the first round. And I do believe this one might go six or seven. And I do believe that this is like a coin flip. I mean, I, I think Indiana can win this. And I actually do, do believe Miami can win this. In the beginning, 
if you would have asked me, I would have picked Miami and I would pick Miami convincingly because of where they were playing. Again, when they got to the bubble, it's been a different story. Miami, Miami to me is one of those teams where if they get hot again, they're going to be a dangerous team, a team that you don't want to play against. But if they continue to to be as good here and there in, in spots, they can be had. They can be had. Another matchup, we got the Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers, a, a Atlantic Conference, excuse me, Atlantic Division rival right there. I do see Boston winning this in six, maybe five. Joe, I do believe if, if Joe B is healthy, he'll get you one. If Joe B is healthy and and Tobias Harris shows up, Al Horton, Horford shows up, it'll be two wins. But if Vin B is not healthy and the shots ain't falling, they're going to get sweet. Just telling you. I mean, they got no Ben Simmons. Potential there. They can get sweep. And if they get sweep, you can say bye-bye to Brett Brown. I'm just telling you. And then you're going to have the two versus seven, the Toronto Raptors versus New Jersey Nets. Another one that I see as being a sweep because I just, this is just because. Just because the uh, the Toronto Raptors, you know, they're hungry, they're pissed off because their best player from last year left. They're mad because Kawhi Leonard won a Paul George in Toronto, and he was winning the sacrifice Siakam. The Toronto Raptors are mad because the Raptors see they've been counted out. The Raptors are mad because they're the Raptors, and even though they have a record of fifty-two and nineteen. And the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. And they wanted to defend their title. And while all of us unanimously have picking the Milwaukee Bucks to go to the NBA Finals, the Toronto Raptors are trying to slow everybody's mind or trying to slow that up. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't, don't forget about us. Don't, don't disrespect us that way. So... I do expect the Toronto Raptors to handle the Brooklyn Nets, even though Brooklyn's fabbing to the bubble. I do expect the Toronto Raptors to handle the boys. Man, I can't wait, man. NBA playoffs, to me, it's like Major League Baseball. It's like it's like the bubble going on down the NHL. There is no favorite. I don't care what nobody say. If you sit here and say the Lakers are heavy favorites, you can sit here and say the Clippers are heavy favorites, and you can say the Milwaukee Bucks are the other heavy favorites. There is no favorites, man. It's an even playing field. There's no home court advantage. Everybody play on the same court. There's no there's no crowd in the stands. There's no one cheering or booing you. To me, this is like for basketball, I'm saying, if you ever went to open gym and hooped at the gym in your neighborhood or at your school or at the park or wherever, at the rec center or wherever, this is what it is to me. This is it's open gym. 
there's no advantage. Everybody play on the same level field. It's even. Bring your A game. Bring your best game. Because you can be had. Now, I just went through all my predictions why I think we'll win. I, and I, I do believe those teams will win, but I would not be surprised. Not be surprised if there's an upset or two. And I would not be surprised if all the heavy favorites, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks don't get there. And what I should say, even though the Clippers are the deepest team, they can be had too. Even though the Clippers are the best team, they can be had. So don't don't sit there with your chest all out like you Tarzan or you some type of gorilla or should I say King Kong and think like, oh man, the Lakers, they're going to win it all. And it's even playing field. And I love it. I love. It. I hope I do see some upsets in in, in the NBA and the NHL. Matter of fact, I'm I'm putting it like this. I hope the New York Islanders get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if they'll get to the finals, but I hope they get there. And I hope the Columbus Blue Jackets beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I hope the Chicago Blackhawks get there. And I'm not a fan of neither team. But I like the way they've been playing. And I like the fact that those teams I just I named they're hungry. Because they're not the favorites. And I hope they upset. And I hope they get there. Especially, like I said, everything is on the same playing level. It's even Steven, man. This is going to be so fun. This postseason, I'm telling y'all, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And just like when I say I can't wait, I can't wait to see some college football because I, you know what? You don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, you see teams moving everything to the spring. The latest, Georgetown University, moving all their fall sports to the spring. Yeah, but I mean, why the heck you talking about Georgetown? Well, they're the, they're the defending NCAA soccer national champions. And they're moving their season to the spring. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten moving their games to the spring. Or, should I say, to January. And I want to hit on that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how Nebraska will come by here and say they're going to explore all options of playing football this fall. Knowing damn well that their conference just postponed or canceled their season. And they are fully committed to having football this fall. They're going to support all options. Now, when I heard that, 
immediately was like, these guys are some damn fools. You going to disrespect the Big Ten that way? You going to disrespect the conference that brought you in and you just took $52 million check? Well, yeah, you want to support all revenue to disrespect the conference you're in to have fall football. And that came from your head coach, Scott Frost, and the nerve of the chancellor and the president to back him up on that. At the office, took that $52 million check. But what Nebraska did today, oh, you know they backtrack. You know they backtrack. And this came from uh, Dave Wilson. Um, he said, Nebraska, Nebraska has ended speculation about breaking from the Big Ten plans to postpone fall football. University of Nebraska Lincoln is fully committed member of the Big Ten Conference. Chancellor Ronnie Green and President Ted Carter said in a statement, it is unparalleled athletic and academic alliance. Right. Yeah, so you now you want to backtrack. Oh, now y'all with the Big Ten. Now y'all all for you know, hey, you know, was you know, we were just playing, you know, we, we were just playing. Hey, don't take it serious, man. You know, we love being the Big Ten. You know, it, Big Ten the best conference in the world. We ain't going nowhere. You know, we just talking outside about mom. You know, don't, don't worry about that, man. Yeah, you say all that because you got that fifty-two million dollar check you got to get every year for the Big Ten. I mean, who the hell do you think they are? To come out and say the things they said, even Ohio State said that. Well, even Ohio State, no, like whoa, even they backtracked real quick. As soon as Brian Day said that, Gene Smith, like, hey, you know what? Uh, nah, we good. No, hey, no, uh, no football, no football. You know, we've been making the car for a long time, and I agree with that. How when he said, if this was Jim Delaney, and they would have said that. If Ronnie Green, Scott Frost, and Aaron, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, and Carter and Bill Moss, those guys from Nebraska. If they would have said that while Jim Delaney was in office running the Big Ten, he would ask for that check back. And uh, yeah, so y'all can go ahead and leave the conference. Go explore and find yourself a new home. Now, Kevin Warren, he's new. The brother's new. He, his feet is not even set in place. His feet not even wet. But if that was Jim Delaney, they go to the door. Don't let it hit you. I mean, I understand. Like I, what I said earlier today, here in the South, football is God. Football is everything down here in the South. 24-7. 24-7. It's football. And when there's no football, there's nothing to do. Football fans in the South will have nothing to do if there's no college football. All right? So that's why you see the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, they're trying to get this season started. They're trying to get the season going on September 26th because they know they know how big it is down here in the South. 
They know people live for college football here in the South. I'm not from the South. I'm from the Midwest, and I live for college football. I love college football more than the pro game. You understand, for me, you know, Michigan is not playing no Big Ten. Okay, you know, I feel bad. I, I'm, I'm sad about that, but it's okay. I can do without it for right now. Because I know they're trying to make an attempt to come back in January. I'm okay. I will, I will survive. I will find something else. But for Nebraska to come out and try to do what they did, that was unacceptable, man. And they know that. See, they was just trying to, they were trying to try the new guy. But you know what? It ain't work. Just like I just said, the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC, and they're trying to get a season start. They're trying to play these games. I mean, they know different from the Big 10 and Pac-12. The kids want to play. The coaches want to coach. They they went too far as they had this country needs football. To be honest with you, man, this we all know what this country needs right now. This country needs to heal. This country needs to get better. This country has a lot of issues that we need to address. This country, yeah, it needs football, but is, is football really that important? I don't think so. I mean, I'm a, I love sports. I'm a sports fan. I'll do anything to have some college football. But at what cost? And I said what cost because the NCAA medical advisors came out and said this. Basically, football in the fall probably won't happen. It shouldn't happen. And they criticize any, 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 any conference that's going to try to go out here and play in the fall because they see it as you risking the lives of these student athletes and they are right to a certain degree because again I do believe this pandemic this this COVID-19 pandemic I do believe that the, that some of these conferences can play and might can play a full season because in each state it's different. Some states got hit harder than others. Some states is not that bad. And the ones that are probably not that bad, the ones that are probably gonna have a season. The ones who got hit the hardest probably can't, you know, like California, Arizona, Michigan. Just name a few. Texas, well, even though Texas got hit, Texas still going to try to have a season. Georgia, they got hit hard. They're going to try to have a season. Florida has been hit really hard, and they're going to try to have a season. And to the board members, you know, of the NCAA medical board, they're like, you know, hey, look, it shouldn't be a season. You should focus on having a concept to play in the spring. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing everybody except for the three of the five of the power five. And most everybody moving their season to the spring. And which is, again, it's cool. I have no problems. I'm going to watch it. 
But the only thing I have a problem with is that I don't want the players who have pro ambition to play two seasons. I'm not talking about the guys right now. Who The guys who are going through the 2021 draft and they're a top 10, 15 pick, they need to want to play prepare for the draft. I'm talking about the other ones who who on that borderline of draft pick, but they need another year of school. Playing two seasons in one, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think if we actually care about the student athletes, we got to come up with a better solution than that. That's going to be a huge thing, a huge topic. I hope that the, three, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, I hope they make the right decision for their student athletes. If they get the season going, that's great. If it gets stopped, they shut it down. Because it, it wouldn't be worth it. Nobody's in the business of sacrificing student athletes, and nobody is not in the business of uh, getting sued because of liability. And more importantly, sometimes, and just sometimes, we need Big Brother to protect ourselves, to protect us from our decisions. And just because you want to play, and just because the students want to play, and just because you want to coach, and the fans want football, doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing to do or the right thing to have. That's and it's been the DS Wall Show. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. I'm out. Peace.